Our scripture lesson this morning is from the Gospel of John, the 15th chapter, verses 9 through 17. Hear now the word of the Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I heard from my father. You did not choose me because I choose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commandments, these commands, so that you may love one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please be seated. It is uh, certainly a joy to be with you in worship today. I told the Weisenecker kids and Isabel not to outstage me. You guys aren't listening to your pastor. I'm telling you that right now. It's certainly a delight. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Founder's Day. I am so nervous to preach to you today. It's been four weeks since I've preached, and i got to follow Nick and Jared. Are you kidding me? I think I probably need some prayer. How about you? Which, by the way, I can't stand preaching to people with masks on. can't tell if you're responding well, so I want a lot of these. I don't want any of those. Katie Vaughn, I'm looking at you. I want these. Let's pray. Creator God, we are thankful for the life that you have given us. And we confess that we have not always been wise with that gift. We've been foolish and wayward, sinful. But it is our common faith and belief that when we were far away, you sent your son Christ to reconcile us unto yourself, and we're happy for that. And we know that Christ is in work in us, cultivating within us a desire for your kingdom ways and not our ways. And we're happy about that. And that you would send your Holy Spirit as a guide and friend to us as we journey your pilgrim pathway. We say thank you. We ask that you send your Spirit now in this room and for anyone anywhere who can hear my voice. You and I know that without you I can do nothing. But we ask that your spirit be with us to illumine this text for us, to enlighten us that we may be more like Christ after we've thought about these things together. It's in the matchless name of your son, Jesus, we all pray. And God's people say together, amen. amen. I've had a hard 14 months. How about you? COVID hadn't been easy on me. It's not been easy on anybody. I know that. Having kids during COVID seems like a sick joke. I'm trying my best to take care of myself. I started seeing a therapist. I tried to take some time. This is all hard stuff. 
And one of the things I do to care for myself is I have a good friend in Illinois, I call him 90% of the days that we've been in COVID. Do you have a mental health checkup partner you call in on or calls you? Just ask how you're doing. I can call my friend Dan because he's a good listener. And what's more, we share the same values. The things that I think are important, more, more often than not, he's going to think are important too. And so we can understand the deepest part of our convictions when we talk to each other. I'm blessed because I've got a lot of friends like that, but we chose to call each other, to look in after each other, to utilize our friendship well during a very friendless time. I've been thinking a lot about friendship this week. I'm not sure if you've ever read the great philosopher Aristotle, but in one of his works on ethics, he says there's three kinds of friendship. The first kind is the, the friendship of utility. And if you're in the business world and you've gone to a networking meeting, you know what that's all about. You have friends that help you out or can help you with your career or your personal life. I have a whole slew of these kinds of friends on Facebook. We don't really know each other intimately, but we might see each other at a conference and share and exchange information. We, we like each other. We go for drinks and have coffees, but we don't know each other day in and day out. The second kind of friendship Aristotle talks about is the friendship of pleasure. Ever since I moved to Atlanta, I've been blown away by how many of you folks were part of fraternities and sororities. I didn't go to a college that had those things, so I always see it as an interesting social thing to learn about. And I bet you if you were in a fraternity or sorority, you had friendships of pleasure. These are people that you just simply enjoy spending time with, maybe going out late for pizza and a beer, watching a movie, taking in a ball game. Then, Aristotle says, there's the friendship of the good. That you choose somebody to be friends with because of their goodness, of their value, of their character, because of what they deeply hold and believe. That's the most profound kind of friendship to Aristotle, and it can encompass the other two. Why have I been thinking about friendship this week? Well, we all heard the same passage read aloud. It's kind of wordy. Jesus says a lot of you, me, they, us, this stuff, love, because this, because I did it. But let me break it down as simple as I can for us today. Jesus tells the church about their number one priority as a social group. Love each other. Love each other as I have loved you. Oh, by the way, if you follow my commands... You get to call me friend. What does it mean to be the friend of God? I don't know if you thought much about it, but there's not symmetry in our relationships with God. God is what we call metaphysically a necessary being by definition. God is a necessary being and has no lack. You and I are called something different. We're called contingent beings. That means we're needy. For every single moment of our life, we have need of something else for our survival, for oxygen, for food. Things have to die that we can live. We are absolutely needy. There is asymmetry here between us and God. So how can we be friends of God? Allow me to suggest, I think it means that we have to get on the same page with God. We've got to begin to care about what God cares about. 
Love me, love each other as I have loved you. And how does God care for us? How does he love us? Well, simply put, Jesus lays down his life for us. Self-giving love is key. But if you'll think about it more, you'll remember this. That God condescends from the heavens and goes through all the indignities of mammalian birth, takes on life and blood and excrement, He probably got punished in his life. He probably laughed when he wasn't supposed to. He may have had a crush. Jesus becomes us, takes us on into his life. And that means that God is interested in understanding you. We have a word for this. Radical empathy. We cannot love each other, friends, let me submit to you, without trying to understand each other. It's been a hard, hard year. I talked to Reverend Chambers this week. I I asked him why he thought Keisha Lance Bottoms wasn't going to run for office. And he goes, well, do you ever wonder what it's like being the city of Atlanta's mayor during a pandemic? Fair point. Now, I'm not a mayor. This is a hard job outside of a pandemic. It's hard. What does it mean to love each other? It means to try to understand. We've gone through a hard year that wasn't just a pandemic. We've gone through racial unrest. I think we're going to love each other. It means that we really need to listen and we need to take other people at their word. And I swear, if I hear one more white person assume they understand what it means to be a black person in this country, I'm going to scream. We need to listen to each other. We need to stop talking and listen and feel the pain of other people. That's what it means to love one another. There was a disability theologian I listened to this week. She talked about how many churches don't have wheelchair ramps and disability access. And she talks to these churches and some of them say, we can't afford them. You can't afford to let people with disabilities in your church? What are we doing, church? Why do you even exist? Then she said, most churches have them, as we do, and we need better ones. Most churches that have them don't have access to the chancel or the pulpit, and I knew what she was saying right away. It communicated something to her when she walked to a church like this because it said to her, they're welcome in the building, but they're not expected to speak. I never thought of that before. But just knowing that should change your heart. Just hearing and understanding another person's plight ought to change your heart. Because that's what you're called to do, church. Love one another as I have loved you. God has taken you on and you ain't perfect. He's taking other people on. I've gone through 14 months of listening to people argue about wearing masks. My rights are being violated. Oh, okay, whatever. Why isn't the church saying, forget about my rights and your rights. Instead, I am called to do something that might protect someone else's life. Why is that not the conversation for Christians? Love one another as I have loved you. And you may be a friend of God. You want some good work to do? Are you bored? Try doing this. You want meaningful work to do in your life? 
do this. Make it your vocation. Make it your calling. You may just find out that you can change the world if you love one another as I have loved you. Be a friend of God.